0: Do you suffer from indecision? Are you scared of making the wrong decision, especially about something big, something that matters, something that may direct the course of your life? If so, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Darren, and this is the Sunday Arrival podcast. And over the last few episodes, we've been thinking about how to get started in doing something we've really been dreaming of doing for a long time, uh, something that will make a a difference in in our own life, but also in the lives of others. And we reached today um, the decision to cover decisions. So um, we all need to make decisions, don't we? In some ways, our lives are the sum total of all the decisions we've ever made added together. And that can cause a bit of paralysis. We can feel like if we really want to achieve something and do something uh, significant with our lives, then we need to make the right decisions every single time. And we begin to, um, especially as we get older, worry that we're running out of time or that we're making the wrong decisions, perhaps. So I'm just going to give you a few practical things, uh, a few practical tips for making really good decisions, especially Big decisions, life-altering decisions, potentially. So the first thing I want to do is read you uh, a few people's bios, and let's see if you can recognise them. And they're people who've had to make decisions as they've gone along. So first of all, uh, he was cut from the high school basketball team, and he went home and locked himself in a room and cried. And that guy could have made a decision not to play basketball again, and that was Michael Jordan. At 30 years old, he was left devastated and depressed after being effectively sacked from the company that he founded. That was Steve Jobs. And in, in the intermediary time, in the, while he wasn't working at Apple, he actually founded Pixar. And he says it, it grounded him, it gives him back his sense of creativity, a, back, um, a sense of humility, um, if you can associate that word with Steve Jobs, and, um, and it put him back on track. They were rejected by recording studios who said, We didn't like their sound. They have no future in show business. And that band, I guess, could have decided maybe to throw in the towel after one of those rejections. And that band was the Beatles. They did okay. Here's another one. She was demoted from her job as a news anchor, as a presenter on a news program, because she was told to her face, You are not fit for television. That's Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) But she's glad that she didn't give up TV presenting. Uh, One or two more. How about this? He was fired from a newspaper because he lacked imagination. And he didn't have any original ideas. That's Walt Disney. Um, It's amazing, isn't it? You look at all these people, you think about these people, and you think these are people who the world could have missed out on their huge talent and contribution. And innovation and ideas if they had made decisions differently if they'd taken the setbacks their resistance the resilience um, so if they'd not been resilient in those situations so what can we do to make good decisions especially when life is not always working out the way we planned and people aren't always saying back to us the things we'd hoped? so here's a few things that I think you can do If you've got a big decision to make, um, a life-altering decision, the first thing you need to do is decide if you're in the right fit state to make that decision. And if you're not, you need to delay. D-E-L-A-Y. Sometimes it's better to delay a decision if you are d distracted If you've got a lot going on, we've all got a lot going on, haven't we? But if you've got a lot going on, you feel mentally distracted, you feel you're not present, you're not able to... Make the right decision, then that's a really good time to, best you can, pause and come back to a decision and not make it in the heat of the moment. There's a thing called heuristics that means actually part of us is pre programmed to make decisions based on gut instinct, on intuition, on our past experience, rather than actually stepping back and looking at the facts and thinking more logically and rationally about it. And you're gonna, you are potentially going to be at risk of heuristics if you are. Um, if you're distracted, also if you are erratic, if you find you're behaving erratically, you're speeding up, you are doing things in a quite a fren- frenetic or frantic way, that may well be a sign of stress. So today, if you've got a big decision you're going to make, are you feeling distracted? Is your mind elsewhere? Is it just full? Are you at capacity? Is your CPU at 100% as it were? Um, Are you feeling erratic? Do you know you are stressed? If you were to step back um, from yourself and hover above yourself and your situation right now, can you tell that actually probably you're a little bit uh, stressed? Are you feeling low? Are you feeling down? Are you in a more positive frame of mind? Because you don't want to make decisions out of a, a negative, pessimistic point of view. You actually make, want to make hopeful decisions, not decisions based on negativity or fear or just generally feeling sad about life and, and pessimistic. Are you angry? That's a terrible time to make a decision. I could go into it, but basically, your brain starts to completely shut down when you are angry. (laughs) If you are in a state of fight or flight, if you are in a state of adrenaline and anger, then what's happening is actually you are not thinking straight. And you've been there, haven't you? You've been in a situation where you've lost it as someone, and you come back from that situation and, and step back and you think... Why the heck did I say that? Why did I behave like that? Why did I respond like that? Why couldn't I have just taken a beat, taken a breath? And when we're angry, um, the truth is we're not ourselves. We're not making great decisions. I tell my kids all the time, you're not going to make good decisions when you're angry. Your brain is not working well right now. Go and call off, have a breath, and it's the same for adults. We need sometimes just to just to get uh, some rest, and that's the last one, yawning. If you are yawning, then please do not make a big key life decision. Um, you're not in the best place. If You are tired. Your brain is not functioning at optimal performance. You are not thinking as clearly as you could. Um, the best thing to do is to put that decision off, to delay. If you're distracted, erratic, stressed out, a sign of stress, you're low, you're feeling Angry, you're not in a calm and neut- or even neutral uh, emotional state. Um, and if you're yawning, then the best thing to do is to is to back up to sleep to rest. Um, and then later to reflect and decide. And I've talked before about the importance of choosing the right advisors, I'm not going to go back into that. But you know, it's uh, advice is like water, you have to check where it's coming from, you have to check the source. Not all water is. Good to drink in and all advice is, is for your good. So make sure you've checked the source and you're making those decisions when you're feeling calm and rested. Uh, so how do we make the decisions? We put the decision off and we want to now make the best possible decision about this really important topic or issue to get us closer to that someday dream. Well, one thing I want to say is that not making a decision is in itself a decision. For example, if you're in a job and you are not sure as to whether or not to leave and find a different or better one, that in itself is a decision. Because after a while, your colleagues are going to start to leave you. Uh, Perhaps you might be passed over for promotions, perhaps the company and what it does moves on, and eventually you might find that that same job that you loved, and that brought you life, and that was so fulfilling, the people, the environment, the culture, everything has changed around you. I was in a a work situation where we had two or three different CEOs, and by the end, uh, it wasn't that I disliked the culture, it was just so different to the culture that I joined. So we need to make calculated risks, calculated choices. If we think we're just always taking the path of least resistance, the path of minimum risk, sometimes actually um, there are bigger risks involved simply by being reluctant, simply by uh, waiting and waiting too long. So don't want to dwell on that too long, but indecision is and can be a decision. Uh, So let's say we've delayed our decision, let's say we've decided not to be indecisive, if you follow, and uh, we're going to go for it. We're going to now try and tackle something we've been putting off. We're rested, uh, we've gone to good advisors, we've gone to all the people we trust who care about us and who uh, we feel are wise. We've got that counsel, we feel as informed as we can be, we've done all the research we can do. uh, So we're trying not just to respond out of intuition or guts. Um, But now we need to knuckle down. What are some some little ways in which we can practically process that? And the first thing, uh, again, this might seem counterproductive, but the first thing we need to do is try and let our brains slip into what's called autobiographical planning mode or a default mode. So research has shown that when we do nothing, when we allow ourselves to get bored, effectively, then that's when our brains get really busy. When we're always active, always got a screen on, always entertaining ourselves, um, everything is, is is a thousand miles a minute. Um, actually, our brains don't get a rest. They are machines that run on fuel, that run on glucose, I think. Um, but basically, they don't get a rest. And we need to give our brains a rest. And when we're not actively doing something, if we are mowing the lawn and not also trying to do a thousand other things, if we're doing something that is repetitive, a hobby, going for a walk, something that you're not having to give huge amounts of concentration to, what you'll find is your brain naturally starts to problem solve and plan. And it begins to scan for those things you need to make decisions about. So this isn't sitting there thinking, think, 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 be inspired, make a wise decision. It's literally just the first thing you can do is you had your rest, you've had your sleep, you've stepped back, maybe you've had a bit of a time away from business and and other people, and you just allow yourself to do a task which is monotonous, effectively. So that might just be driving a car without the radio on. I do that all the time. I drive to work, it takes me a couple of hours. Uh, as much as I hate feeling bored, I sometimes force myself not to put the radio on and not to actively try and think about anything. Again, it sounds counterprodu- counterproductive, but what happens, ends up happening is you naturally begin um, and you'll, you find yourself just naturally coming... And I'm churning over things uh, that you know you need to deal with or make a decision about. And sometimes there's a real clarity that comes. You don't force it, it just happens. So if you're folding the laundry and you haven't also got the TV on, as I say, you're mowing the lawn, you are riding a horse, you are out for a a ride on the the motorbike, whatever it is, out for a run, something monotonous, something that doesn't um, require a lot of brain power, to slip, allow your brain to slip into that bored mode, which we we so uh, seldom allow ourselves to do these days, because it, we we're almost, uh, <laughs> we almost go cold turkey, because we're so we're so used to being busy, so used to being entertained. But if we if we create a, a situation where we can be bored and we can do something repetitive. Then you're going to find that your brain starts to um, just click over into that kind of slow thinking and and planning mode. So that's that's um, now saying it may seem strange, but try and do nothing. Don't try and actively solve the problem first. Make sure you've got a period of time where you're just bored and let it mull over. So you've delayed it then you're giving yourself a bit of mulling time. So, you, you know, people often say sleep in it, don't they? That's another good way of doing it, letting your brain just mull it over subconsciously. But then at some point you do need to tackle it because, again, we all like to procrastinate and put these things off. Um, the way I find works best for me is to get a blank piece of paper or a nice kind of moleskin maybe notebook and a good pen and just try and get it all down on the page. So you might start with, for example, reasons for and reasons against your brain is not designed to multitask in fact it is impossible for the human brain to multitask so that's the first thing get out on a page maybe think about uh, what the decision means in light of your past your present and your future Um, perhaps how have you dealt with this thing before in the past this is something that andy stanley talks about what does it mean in light of your current situation and circumstances and are you making a decision based on your hopes and that huge someday dream? Or are you making a decision, do you feel you're being dragged in, in the direction of your fears and your concerns and worries? So you know, maybe think about your past, present, and future. Make a decision in light of those, for's and against, and any other uh, factors. Get it all on the page so you can see it. Um, ultimately, what you're trying to do is get all the different perspectives and viewpoints. So uh, as a team leader, um, Barack Obama would say that he used to get everyone, especially when it was a complex issue, round a table, and he'd, he would he would intentionally get people around that table who disagreed with him, and he would get two or three, or at the very least, two sets of opinions at the same time in a room, give them both a turn, ask really good questions, get to the nub of the problem. What's the heart of the issue here? What's the conflict that we have to resolve and solve? Uh, And once everyone sees the problem, once everyone's heard all the various uh, potential solutions and options, uh, then he says, uh, then you can actually work on the problem. Then you can make a decision with as much information as possible. And he says this, and I love this. It's more important to do the right thing than to do it right. You can hack away a path in the jungle, but if you're headed in the wrong direction, it's a waste of time. So uh, he just loves kind of getting to the heart of it making the right decision not rushing it uh, so that's another thing you can do so you've delayed you've gone into default mode you've mulled it over and then you've got everything on the page you um, you've just got it down uh, then finally um, one final technique you can use is Debono's thinking hats I'm not going to go into huge detail about that now but if you google De Bono, Debono and then click images You will see lots of nice pictures of hats and you will see some web pages that explain it. And effectively what they allow you to do again is to take the problem or the decision piece by piece and approach it from different angles. What's the most positive outlook here? What are the most positive spin we could put on this situation? If everything works out in an ideal way and they call that the yellow hat, what would that look like? Um, there's another hat, they call it the white hat. The white hat is about facts and is about um uh, stats and hard numbers and what are the things we definitely know? What are we what can we what can we build on? Then there is the green hat, which I believe from memory is the creative hat. Um you know no no idea is a bad idea. We've got to we've got to tackle this decision. So what's the most creative solutions we could come up with? And as you can see, you go through these different hats. There's also a hat which is all about uh, kind of black box thinking and right, how do we, what, what, what if we were going to critique these and, we, you know, let's say we make decision A. What are all the things that could go wrong? What are all the things we maybe haven't thought of? You know, um, it's really helpful to have someone almost cross-examine you and say, look, I'm thinking of doing this. I think it's great. I want you to pull it apart, pick it apart. Tell me all the things I haven't thought of. And then you can go back and kind of resolve and fill in those gaps if it's still the right thing. So De Bono's thinking hats are a really good um, thinking tool for approaching a complex situation. And I guess the final thing I want to say on this is you're never going to be sure. Don't be too hard on yourself. Around about exam season, I often repost a little picture and it's a picture of, um, and I'll end with this, uh, a a railway track, or in fact, dual railway tracks. And on one side, uh, the railway ends and it just says, dead end. And then on the other, uh, the railway just sort of forks off in a different direction. and, and, And there's a caption that just says, you know, today might feel like a dead end if you if you flunk your exams, but actually it's just a fork in the road. And, you know, I'll take you back to those early stories of Michael Jordan and Oprah Winfrey and uh, all these um, people who have done amazing things. And you just think about how many dead ends have they hit in their life, but they made decisions along the way. And those, those moments that could have absolutely flattened them and flawed them Simply became a fork in the road. So if today you've got some difficult decisions to make, hey look, use some of these various techniques. Delay it if you're not in a good place to make a decision. Allow yourself to monitor over. Get some rest. Get some sleep. Get some good advice. Uh, remember that um, you can't trust every advisor. Check the source um, for of your advice, uh, and then maybe use some of those techniques. Get a blank page. For and against. De Bono's thinking hats. Um, but then ultimately make the best decision you can and absolutely commit to it and you can always review it in a month six months Uh, there are very few decisions unless you are chopping off your arm (laughs) there are very few decisions that can't be reversed or altered in some way thanks again for listening today uh, there'll be another podcast soon until then please do uh, like and subscribe and comment. Uh, if you want to email me it's Darren at wisdom to lead, um, dot com and I'd love to hear your ideas your feedback your thoughts uh, and you can also check out the website somedayarrival.com Thanks so much.